Oh, yeah. Respect yourself, everybody. Hey, you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. This is not Racer's Alley. It usually is. Alex and Wade are not here today. They'll be back next week, but they generously donated their Racer's Alley time to comedians. Uh, comedians have very little respect for themselves, but they do have respect for their audience. Just kidding. Uh, they clearly don't have respect for themselves because they're not here yet. Actually, we have Christina Pickles here. She's a new comedian. Super excited about that. She's excited about comedy. I'm excited about comedy. David D. Comedy. Follow him. He usually does the Lake Mike at Lake Merritt in front of the Fairyland sign, but he's sick. So that wasn't happening tonight. So I was like, you know what? Instead of taking my portable PA and spending all the money on Bart and going out to the lake and running it for him, although he might have gotten a sub. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention on the internet too much because I was like, I'm going to do a mic here for all the San Francisco comics who are not here yet, but that's okay. So uh, I'm going to play some Aqua Q jokes, which they're very funny. And uh, Aqua Q Labs, you can listen to Radio 11 on Mondays from 5 to 6 now. Also download that from our index at mutinyradio.fm. It's really great stuff. It's this computer voice doing amazing things. So we're going to listen to some of those jokes. We're going to be back with comedy. There's at least two of us doing jokes tonight, so that's exciting. Uh, thanks again to Racers Alley for gifting us the time. I hope that we can entertain your audience. It's two women comics, so yes, more women in the building than ever before. It's usually stacked full of uh, disrespectful millennial men under 30 who have no idea how to say the words please or thank you. I don't know who raised them, but um, <laughs> clearly wolves. Wolves raised them. I know a guy, who knows a guy, who knows Bob Sicamano. I'm working some of the times, but those times are in the past. I wanted to find the whole me, so I looked in the middle. Hey, that's my material man. What are you, materialistic? I saw a light on in the bathroom, but it was in somebody else's apartment. Man, binoculars are expensive. I wanted some mindless entertainment. But I paid too much attention. And now I am broke. I smoked weed that had no expiration date, and now I'm like this permanently. I got a comforter. It's more comfortable than me. Beer comes in cans and bottles, that's gross. I got a notification in the mail today. It said please check your mail. I sent a thank you card, but I haven't mailed it. I like to stretch rubber bands. They need the exercise. I have a moral compass app on my phone, but I need to keep recharging it. The only thing to fear is fear itself. Isn't that a double whammy? I'm already afraid. I tried to sleep, but I got tired. I abbreviated doing well to well, and now I can't stop thinking about it. I have a car, but it drives me crazy. I tried to deliver a joke, but they sent it back. Now I have to write it all over again. Diet Coke needs to improve their self-image. I bought something new yesterday, and today I returned it for false advertising. You have been a mild and peppered audience, 
You really have? I can hear you from here, Martha. Thanks and good night. This is Aqua Q. That's Aqua Q. I love that stuff. I think it's just so fun. All right. Well, Christina, uh, while we're waiting for comics, you want to come in and podcast? Come on in and we'll podcast. Yeah. All right. I'm in the studio right now with Christina Pickles, new comedian. Uh, welcome to the fold. What brought you to comedy? I went to a show in the city by Union Squared called uh, Cheaper Than Therapy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And someone who needs a lot of therapy <laughs> called my name, and I uh, caught the bug ever since. Nice. Yeah. That's a great show. It's an interesting show, too, because they never they don't have a, a sound system. It's in a theater, and they don't use a microphone. Yeah. So it's a really fun show to do because you can use, like, your whole body when you're on that stage. Yeah, it was a good time. I've, I've been there a few times ever since. The people that run the place are so cool. Yeah. They, uh, last time I was there, I got plastered on my, uh, I think it was my 27th birthday. Yeah, it's that cool yeah. bar downstairs. Everybody's super nice. I always love that place. Yeah, well, I got to perform there once, and I did a cartwheel on stage. It's because I was like, there's no money. It's a big stage. And I was like, I did a cartwheel. I got out there, and I was like, whoa. Because <laughs> I used to do musical theater, so the oh. opportunity to perform in that kind of stage is, is fine for me. But some comedians have a rough time because they are so used to holding a microphone. Yeah. It, it's like it becomes like um, muscle memory. So yeah. So it's hard to perform without – holding it but some people use the mic stand anyway so i mean it depends however you'll you just like air mic it yeah or you know i guess we could be girls and like hold a curling iron that could be kind of funny like yeah <laughs> you know what i mean just like, like hairbrush yeah like just go up there and be like this is what i do at home so this is what i'm gonna do here so uh, there's deal with it ignore my hair and my brush were you that were you a funny kid were you like a performing kid did you talk to yourself in the mirror or tell jokes to your family or you know i um I I think I I became funny as a kid. So how I was made fun of that classic oh. story. Yeah. What did, they, what did they make fun of you about? Um, like various things. Like kids make up stuff. You know, like was it your hair? It was too curly. <laughs> curly hair. My last name's a Bood, and they would call me a booty. Mm. Yeah, so that was a good one. A booty and her a boobies. So that was great. Or like a boot. <laughs> did they make they be like, oh, you from Canada? A boot. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they were that smart, <laughs> but they weren't. Yeah, so I realized, like, at a, I realized if I made fun of myself first, mm. like, you take the power away. Yeah, yeah, especially, I think I, my first stand-up was about, like, my weight loss, and that's always been a struggle. So, yeah. and that's something you mentioned the first time. Yeah. You lost 100 pounds. Over. Yeah. That's insane. Okay, so, secret, um, my dirty secret i love watching the biggest loser i love watching it and i cry <laughs> and i cry i love watching fat people get skinny i yeah. fucking love it there was another show that was like in australia or something and they did the same kind of thing what? and i just australia cried. has fat people what? oh my god yeah and in, in, in england like like over 50 percent of them are all morbidly obese now there's all these and i watched the anything about like 
I'm just so, because I used to have an eating disorder, so I get all like whacked out when yeah. I watch fat people get skinny. I just, I, I love it so much. I cry. I'm so happy yeah. for them and all of their personal journeys and just like, and when you watch the time lapse and you're just like, wow. <laughs> so did you yeah. work out or did you do the gastric bypass? What did you do? I'm I, you know, it was a journey. The the journey that got me here on this last, so like a little bit, I've lost actually over a hundred pounds twice. What? Yeah. So this is a struggle. I am a addict <laughs> and my drug of choice is fast food. Ah, which kind of fast food? Are you uh, Wendy's? Are you McDonald's? What are you? You know, honestly, I wish I had standards, <laughs> but I don't. And it's kind of like whatever's there, whatever's going to make me feel better and get mm. me through that next minute mm. is my go-to. To be very honest, and uh, yeah, it's it's an addiction. I like watching those shows too, cause it's like it's like watching AA. Like if yeah. AA a lot, like I think AA would be kind of fun to watch, like in a in a dark way. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Like they, I'm sure they have great stories, amazing stories. Oh, rock bottom stories are the best. Yeah. Ooh. Like, but Ooh. they're anonymous. So we can't do that. So we gotta watch the fat kids like me. Well, I mean, we could do. It would be interesting to have AA as a podcast yeah. and have it be. Um, anonymous and have people not use their names and tell stories. That would absolutely work because you just don't see anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, right? So it would be, that would be fine. Yeah. So you're, what's the last fast food you ate? Uh, like, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty balanced now. So I definitely, well, that's what I mean by do it the right way. So I indulge myself. And so the last fast food I ate, you know, it's not just saying this because we were just talking about it, but in and out. It's so good. It's so good. It's really good. Like yeah, five sauce. guys could take a hike. Fuck yeah, them. Yeah. They're too expensive. In and out's great. In and out's the best. Yeah. Like I don't care that there's like Christian statements on the bottom. I'm fine with it. I'm like you make delicious food and I love you. Right. I love them. I love. Th- and here's the problem. There's only one In and Out in San Francisco. What? And oh, it's yeah. at the wharf. It's at the wharf. And there's oh. no drive-through. It's you have to walk in. It's at the wharf. You have to fight all the, the tourists. So it's the only one in San Francisco, and I wanted to run for mayor under the precept that I would put one in and out in every district. That would fucking win. Right? Yeah. 11 districts in San Francisco. I think every yeah. district should have an in and out for the people, to make the people happy. Because yeah. we need to care about San Franciscans and their needs, and there needs to be more in and outs. Yeah, I, I want a small fries everywhere. <laughs> and this is coming from a recovering addict. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it, I had a, a, I call it fatty fat moment. I definitely, there's a Krispy Kreme there too. So like one day I was like walking out with my, you know, quadruple and then was like, mm, Krispy Kreme. And then went and got Krispy Kreme. And I mm. wish I could say I was sharing, but I wasn't. <laughs> so you lost a hundred pounds yeah. twice, twice and you're only 27. So what 28, was, yeah. So what yeah. was the first hundred pounds and the ages between that I was uh 20 okay yeah I was 20 and I had gained a ton and that one actually got a whole lot of notoriety same thing did it the right way and um you know I learned how to lose weight but I didn't learn how to maintain it and so that's you were working out so were you like you were working out every day you were eating like apples and brussels sprouts or yeah yeah so yeah (laughs) i uh i this sounds so fucked up i almost like would wish i could be anorexic because i can't like so what i do is i just like 
tell myself when I could eat. So I'm like a five small mealer kind of mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And cause you know, it's like, like more time eating. <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, I love to work out. I really okay. do. I love it. I, um, I, I, I did jujitsu back then. Ooh. Yeah, it was a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. It's a good time. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not doing that now. I, I don't even, I hope they survive this, <laughs> like those studios and stuff. Right, because you can't do jujitsu because you can't touch each other. Exactly. Like, so that makes, for grappling, it makes no sense. It's like yeah. a great, yeah, how about, great workout. Do you like to work out? Um, I walk everywhere oh, because cool. of covid I don't take the bus really hardly anymore because it's scary. Yeah. And just too many people, too packed. And even with masks, I'm like, ugh, what are we doing in the bus? But so I walk like five to ten miles a day. Oh, that's – Every day. That's going to do it. Yeah. You and I, and I, I dance a lot. Like I dance around. Oh, and really I cool. And I do like handstands and It's just like active stuff. lifestyle. Yeah, that's super perfect. active lifestyle. That's really cool. Yeah. But I, see, I struggled on the opposite end in that I was in high school – Oh, hi. Yay, Mike Bonds came. Yay. We were doing a hey. podcast because we were waiting for comedians. <laughs> so I was bulimic for 13 years. So I would wow. eat, 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 and work out. And I like, I was the same size I am now in high school, but I thought I was fat. And I was like, I'm fat and ugly and nobody likes me. And I was yeah. like a cheerleader and I could still fit into those cheerleading costumes. I was insane. I was nuts. I'd like, I'd run before track practice. I'd run to Baskin Robbins and get a pint of ice cream that didn't have chunks in it. I'd eat the whole thing. I'd oh, throw shit. up. I'd run back and then I'd do track practice. Fuck. And then I'd go home and eat dinner and I'd have like two helpings and then I'd go throw up. And then I'd, so I was like, well, I had about, you know, a regular sized dinner. But so I was doing a lot of just like, just, but it was expensive. It's inexpensive addiction because you spend all this money on food that you don't actually ingest any yeah. of the calories on. It's yeah. so indulgent and wasteful and horrible. Like I, I, I yeah. Um, so I dealt with that, and then I swung more to the other, like, anorexia side, where I, yeah. I have to force myself to eat. Like, I have to yeah. make sure I eat 1,200 calories a day. And oftentimes I don't. And then I, I like – because I like the feeling of being hungry. Like – Yeah, like – you know, there's something to <laughs> that, though. Well, you know, there's a little bit of a I, – I was reading something that there's, like, a little bit of a high in that. Like, it, it – it wakes up your reptilian brain and kind of like makes you alert and stuff, you know, like having that depravity and stuff. But I hope, you know, we're, we're recovering. We're here. Right? <laughs> we're, yeah. here. we're talking about it. Comedy is cheaper than therapy. Let's Absolutely. talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is once I, once I owned the idea of, I mean, cause I'm in a, I'm 46 years old. I'm adult and I still Holy deal shit. with like, you look great. Thank you. Yeah. And I still deal with all of those like, issues and it comes from like self-esteem and it comes from all this stuff like people won't value me unless I'm skinny but that's terrible because that's this mindset that I think yeah sociologically I grew up with with the wafy girls the mm-hmm. skinny super like and I thought at the time I would, I'd look at my legs I love my legs now and they're the same as they were then and I'd look at them and be like oh they're so beefy and so big I just want to be a size two yeah which is weird so I don't know, I don't know. it's like yeah why in our heads is skinniness attached with worth exactly i don't know i have no i I would love to figure that out like because everybody likes to eat 
Yeah, we yeah. love cake. And we have so much Everybody food. likes ice cream. Mike Bonds is another good person to talk about this. He recently lost like 80 pounds or something. 50, 50. 50. Yeah. Oh, hey. So, Hi. Christina. I'm Christina. This is Mike. She just, she's lost 100 pounds twice. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What happened to her? Um, apparently, I didn't put myself through enough adversity so i had to do go around nah i just sucked at me i got overconfident i think if i if i had to reflect yeah i was like oh life's too easy now you know all my clothes fit let's change it up (laughs) yeah yeah even better yeah. So I want to hear about the second time you lost 100 pounds. Second time I lost 100 pounds. God, that was a journey. So, all right. So I think I mentioned I got married recently in May. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I lose everything, and I'm trying not to lose that. So I <laughs> just don't wear it. <laughs> it's right here. I feel like it's right here. It's right here. I'm pointing out my head. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, um, you know, I I have to say I was like one of those classic, like I want to fit in a dress. So I ended up buying a dress that was 14 sizes too small. I did. And I I, like held it up and I had a pretty woman moment. Do you guys watch that movie where she like goes in and she doesn't have like, she doesn't look like she has money and, but she has her like sugar daddy's money. She's like, you know, help me out. And they're like, no. So I go in this bridal store and I'm like looking around and stuff and, like, they need to fix this problem. They don't carry a lot of the cute stuff in the bigger sizes. Right, right. Yeah. And so, like, I, like, see everything I like in the small size. And the big size, it's, like, it's beautiful, too. But all, it's, I don't have my favorites. And so I'm, like, I'm going to get this dress. And they're, like, oh, sorry. It doesn't come in your size. And I'm, like, I'm just going to become that size. And they're, like, <laughs> yeah. That's rad. Yeah. Yes. And they're, like totally like oh like patronizing the shit out of me like oh. wow you have a lot of aspirations and wow yeah and i was like i oh, get this and so they're really trying to push other dresses on me and at one point that like helper put the dress back on the rack oh. yeah true to life story passive and aggressive so, as fuck super passive so my pretty woman moment was like i knew they got commissioned like it wasn't an expensive dress it wasn't like it was it wasn't, but I knew that it was a commission store, you know? And so I, I walked and I got the dress off the hanger and then I went and found another sales girl and then like, Hey, can you help? Can you ring me up for this? And then I'm like, and put your name down. Like, you yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get the commission like, on this one. Yeah. And I like took my dress and walked past the other sales. I'm like, I bought it. And I walked out. Well, it's like yeah. passive aggressive fat shaming and sizeism that's pervasive in yeah. our society that it's, yeah. it's like, that was my thing. That was your thing? That was my thing as a big guy, you know, as a UPS driver in the area. Yeah. Shaming was a thing. And what? I oh, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm over it. I got to do something about it. So I literally took seven, eight months of my life this past year, COVID time, and I took off work and I made it happen. Respect. I started eating right. I started going to the gym. I started waking up, doing red, you know, just being, you know, machine. Oh, it's nice. Like, you know, so a lot of help from my wife and just a lot of just mental stuff. I was like, you know, I had to motivate myself every day. You yeah. Like, you know, every time you do something, you're like, oh, this is, this, you know. Did you, <laughs> yeah. did you keep a food journal? 
Did yeah. you write down food journal so everything you ate you had you wrote down and like kept a Yeah, I don't I don't know about you guys if I wing it, I fail. And so yeah, if I like have a plan, like I'll I'll it helps me not think about it too much almost throughout the day and like I can't let myself get too hungry because that's when the monster me- like wants to mess up. So I have to like, but yeah, journal definitely have meal prep definitely all that good stuff. I love I love candy. So when I was in when I was in high school, I've always loved Seas Candy, and they just opened up uh, two days ago, and I just bought a pound of chocolate today, and I'm just over the moon. I was like almost crying in the Seas Candy today. I was like so oh, happy, dude. Like, it's so You're good. You're open. You're open. I'm so happy. <laughs> and he was like, I'm happy to work, and I was like, Scotch mellows and and marzipan and all the pecan buds. So I was I was buying chocolate, <laughs> but in high school I used to buy pounds of chocolate and I would sit and watch like Saturday Night Live and eat the entire pound of chocolate. Oh shit! And and, but that was my thing. I always wondered like when you eat a pound of chocolate, you gain a pound immediately because there's an extra pound of food inside you. Oh yeah. But then do you gain more after? And is oh, there shit. a way? Like I always <laughs> was trying to piece that together, but I usually just threw it up all up anyways because chocolate on the way out is not so bad. Um, but boy, do I love candy. Oh my yeah. god! No, I don't. I'm not bulimic anymore. I just find that. Oh, I, oh my god! For 13 years. Oh, I was. It was terrible because I grew up rich, so I had access to all this food. Like there was always food all over our house, and I loved cooking. So, I would oftentimes just bake a loaf of bread and eat the whole thing, <laughs> like or Shit. bake a pie and just eat the whole pie. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, do you like? Tell me about this chocolate real quick here before I eat it. So you like pretend like you're gonna buy something. You're like, eh, eh. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And now they have them. In, today I got my sample. They have them all prepackaged in little bags. So you oh, walk wow. in and they give you your baggie of samples before you do anything. So you could just walk out and be like, "Thanks, I'm glad you're open again. Yay!" <laughs> Come. I I love. I'm. I'm crazy about so yeah. I had a wedding dress moment with Cease Candy before my I'm divorced but before my wedding I was having dreams about my wedding and my wedding dress was a version of the Cease Candy outfit and it had this it was white and it had this big black bow in the front in my dream and oh, I was shit. like wearing <laughs> the Cease Candy oh, wedding oh, dress right. <laughs> <laughs> that was an omen <laughs> right like I, was, <laughs> I know right <laughs> but it's good <laughs> I don't know what it meant either, but I mean, I'm sweet inside. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know. Which is one of my favorite things. She loved it too, apparently. I I love, I love candy. I'm crazy about it. It's so, it's so easy. Boyfriends, if you ever want to be my boyfriend, uh, candy. That's it. I mean, it's very easy. Or samosas. I like samosas a lot. Oh, yeah. Chicken noise. You see how she said it? You see? Chicken noise. Crunchy, crunchy, or <laughs> ch- crunchy or saucy? You know what? I'm a sauce man. You're, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> buffalo. Like, buffalo. I like to just, just throw it up. I mean, mm-hmm. have it all over your yes. face. With the ranch? Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you double it with the ranch? So you, you know, take I'm the. Mr. Blue Cheese. <laughs> and I'm a Blue Cheese type of guy. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Ranch, Chicken I had a bad experience one time. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Fair, Fair enough. Good. Fair enough. Put that away. What's like your, over what's here, like, talk to? about it. Christine. I, you know, like, when you guys were talking about candy and talking about chicken wings, I'm over here, like, both. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, all the above. All the above. Wings. I know, right? Why not both? Like, that taco commercial, like, that little girl, she would be like, why not both? <laughs> there. That would be me. 
Yeah. yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool to be with other people recovering from yeah. this issue. Like, yeah. I don't understand how normal people have normal relationships with food. Like, what the fuck is that like? Drug bus, they're <laughs> after you. Oh, shit, they found me. <laughs> Drug bus, like, they're after me. That's my ride. Yeah. If I want to do my job longer, I got to be a little smaller. So, yeah. Yeah. So, what's you mentioned like UPS fat yeah. shaming's a thing? Can you talk about yeah, that? So, you know, I'm a UPS driver. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm here. Oh, there you go. Yes. So, I'm a UPS driver in the neighborhood, you know, and uh, well, on the other side of Mission. And, you know, um, being a big guy, you know, it's it has a lot of, you know, you know, people are like, you know, talking, you know, talking shit. And, yeah. You know, saying little, you know, like one of the customers I had, he goes, hey, I hear you guys are getting new uniforms. How's it going to work out for you? <laughs> like, Fuck you. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, you know, recently I got my new uniform and I walked in on him. I said, how do you think it looks? You know, I walked oh, in shit. Uniform and everything. And it was just, you know, people do little subtle shit and it makes it like, you know, okay, cool. You know, that's yeah. what you do. Because, you know, yeah. you say little shit. People talk shit to fat people. People talk shit. So yeah. I, had to, I made a choice for myself. I said, I'm not going to worry about what other people think, but also I'm also going to, for myself, for my confidence, for my wife, for my son. So I'm going to do it. So I did it. And I'm still on the path. I'm not done yet. You know? Yeah. So it's one of those things where 2020 has not really been that bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I think <laughs> I've had a good It's like I've glow up. <laughs> like, you, know, you can't wait till we can party again. Like, right, look at right. me. <laughs> so when you were gaining back the hundred yeah. before you lost it, how fast was that process? It was pretty it was pretty fast, to be honest. So like there I don't even think I ever maintained. It was like I lost all the weight. I uh, met my my now husband who was my boyfriend, got in the relationship, and like I uh I had other adversities, I guess. So I was like a you know, I was working full time. I had like three jobs. Wow. I was a student. Yeah, I was I was having all these life like issues on top of that like personal issues or not the relationship but everything was just like and uh food became that that uh, happy place again sure and so safety safety and yeah yeah yeah. so it's like after a hard day it's like i deserve it i deserve you know an entire pizza an entire pizza (laughs) yeah i'll and like literally like i would like eat while doing my homework and like bring chips in class and be that like loud so embarrassing like i would bring chips into class and like you know how chips are loud as Uh fuck can i cuss yeah yeah you can swear yeah yeah so they're loud as fuck and i would be Oh, as long as <laughs> outside we can't, inside we're fine. Yeah. Yeah, and like I'll like be that girl in class, like. Nice. <laughs> like, 
not embarrassed enough to stop, just embarrassed enough to like try to choose the softer. Just, yeah, right. <laughs> and then you like let it melt in your mouth a little bit, and it's like, uh. Yeah. I, I love. I used my biggest problem. Well, one of my problems was cereal. Gosh. I used to love like five bowls of cereal. <laughs> like I'd Good eat shit. one, and I'd be like, oh, I, need, I need another bowl. <laughs> and then once I stopped tasting the food. That was sort of the tr- the trigger for me when I realized like how to stop um, with the, the binging was yeah. that when – like I love eating a whole pint of ice cream. But after the fourth bite, I really don't taste ice cream anymore. It's just like cold and smooth. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And it's like cold and smooth. Cold, and then – so I've tried to train myself to like once – because I can easily just keep going and just not – not think about that it I'm not tasting it I'm just eating yeah. but when I focus on tasting then that sort of changed for me because when I stopped like if I eat too much chocolate and then I put it down like I'm like I can't taste chocolate anymore I put it down I wait like 10 minutes and I'm like I can go back to that yeah. instead yeah. of like so that was sort of how I tricked myself to stop the because I would just <laughs> same thing I'd be sad and I was just like I'm gonna watch days of our lives and I'm gonna eat <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ice cream. Marlena. <laughs> and I was like, mm. so. Yeah, I know. It's, it's food's fun. I hate how fun it is. Yeah. 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 So after you gained your first 50 back. Yeah. What was the thought in your head? You were just like, did you, was there a moment when you were like, I'm just, I'm super curious because. I know your mom told you. So like, <laughs> well, did, did people start? Was that, no, so and you were like, just kind of like, fuck you guys, don't tell me what to do? Or so, were you, you know, I like isolated the, f- okay, so it was this weird place where I went, I was in community college, right? And community college has like a high turnover and I was really popular in college because I was in student government and this, I was like vice president of student body and I was like really into like just being in the public eye and so be, I mentioned this because, you know, when you know a lot of people and you're around a lot of people, they notice that weight loss, right? And then on top of that, the school magazine, uh, the editor wanted to do a story on the weight loss and did a three-page story wow. on the weight Yeah. Yeah. So when I started gaining that shit back, yeah, I, this is like. And this like is hindsight. Honestly, I haven't talked about this. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. fucking talk about it. Right? Wow. Uh, can you imagine, like, the amount of social pressure it was? So I hid myself. And I have a – my guy, he doesn't give a shit, big or small. Right. He truly good, good. doesn't. Yeah. I feel like it's love, but I feel like it's, like, mm, there's upsides to being a big girl. Like, you know, like, he's, like, more booty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, ask my wife. You know, are you okay with me seeing this big? And she's like, Oh yeah. You know, I'm like, Okay, cool. And for myself, it yeah. Was like, I mean, I, my wife, you know, she, you know, well, you know, she's nice, size woman. You know, I don't want to use. <laughs> but, but, you know, blessed. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Blessed. You know? <laughs> so um, it was at a certain point that I realized after, because you know, you just got married, you're new. Yeah. After a while, it's not even about people anymore. I mm-hmm. mean, it really is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because you know I mean? that's all going to change. You're going to get big, small, old, young. You're going to do all that. Yeah. Yeah. And be 
and cool with that. So, you know, I, I would often, and I even ask my wife, still don't mind you? You know, she's like, are you also all right that you're still the same person? Still love you? Oh, shit. Right That's love, you yeah. Like that. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's 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 more for ourselves than mental health. Yeah. So, We're, like, I don't know about you, but, like, and you, like, yeah. you feel better when you got that shit a little yeah, under control. Yeah. Uh, When's my birthday? Yeah. 1992? July? Or September. Okay. Yeah. I'm a cancer. Most cancers oh. have this thing where we're still kind of not, not saying we're insecure, yeah. but we're still a little insecure. Like conscious. Subconscious. Yeah. Okay. And so most of my cancer friends are like that. Yeah. Like that. Like, we'll keep, you know, I'm always, you know, listening, making sure I'm good, this, that, and the other. Yeah. But then when I realize people really don't give a shit, they're like, you know, <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. But, but they... For your situation, they did because there was a three-page article. Yeah, and they're like, and you were in the public eye. All these people saying I inspired them. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then I showed them what was possible. Yeah. Wow. And I, so I isolated the fuck out of myself. Yeah, I, I was like, I went, I made a hermit look energetic, like, and like I. So you were just going to class and going home. There was just yeah, stop which like yeah, stop socializing. Didn't want like a three sixty, and uh, which was kind of okay. I was kind of I was partying pretty hard at the time. You know when I like lost all the weight and was like went out and party like woo, <laughs> but uh yeah, I found my guy. You know we were doing our own thing. He's kind of you know he's a low key dude, so he wasn't going out a lot. I didn't change him up at all, and I became super low key. And I just you know I didn't post anything on social media i didn't do anything i hid myself for years wow yeah and it was yeah i i was like damn well also covid we haven't seen people so you hid yourself for like three years and then was there something that happened for like longer well the whole time it was like it was living like on groundhog's day it was like diet starts tomorrow every fucking day Uh like every day i'm like all right i'm gonna like i uh i struggle with binge eating that's my Mm. that's exactly what i do and what i tell myself is like oh like let me get it in now because diet starts tomorrow and then tomorrow Uh never came Uh and that's how you gain weight fast Right. That's how you gain weight fast. I'm always, always planning for tomorrow. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Today, I'm definitely going to do it tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And it, it just, you know, I, I talked about the wedding before, but I started, you know, like you, it's, I love people of all sizes and there's nothing wrong with being big if that's your choice. If you know, what, if that's your choice and you know what the trade-offs are and that's how you want to live your life, that's on, that's, that's how you want to live your life, yeah. you know? But for me, the health factor became too much too. And so I, what yeah. were your? So what were your? You were starting to get issues. It's hard to breathe. Walking upstairs was tough. What, yeah. Was it winded? Was your heartbeat like? Oh was my it, god. Were you? That was what stairs was a stupid sick? thing. So like, uh, there's like two flights of stairs to uh, one of these offices at work that were HR. I'm in. I work in payroll, so I had to. I had to talk to, we like basically work with HR a lot. So I'd go up these stairs and it would sometimes be like an urgent matter. Like we need to process this termination hella fast. And I would run up the stairs and I would like, like literally have to like take a minute. to like, <gasps> like, like I, Don't look at me guys. <laughs> like, like it had me like the hardest time. Cause like I went into it, like forgetting I was fat for a oh, second wow. and like had their adrenaline. 
<laughs> to get me like 70% of the way up these two flights of stairs. Wow. And then like have to talk myself through the last <laughs> having a moment up at the top of these right. stairs. And it was so bad that eventually I learned a trick. There was a bathroom. So I would get up the stairs and act like I had to use the bathroom, get get myself together, yeah. and then go <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah. Were you worried yeah. about diabetes? Or what was the, were, was your yeah. doctor telling you things? Or were you just like my own health? I'm yeah. noticing differences. I'm 26 years old and I should uh, Do you guys know what lymphedema is? Lymphedema? Yeah. It's got to be swollen lymph nodes of some kind? Yeah, know. exactly. So I started, Um, if you, not everyone's susceptible to this, but if you are overweight for a long period of time, you become at risk, if you're not blessed, uh, to damage your lymph nodes and your like lower extremities. So I started retaining water oh. in my left leg, not even both legs. So my left leg was getting puffy, getting puffy oh. to the point that it was noticeable, noticeably bigger than my right leg. Right. Yeah. I felt like a, so yeah, I felt like pa- a fat pirate or like skirts. You didn't want to wear, you had, and even in pants, no. one leg was puffy and people yeah. would notice. And it's like you had to wear big, like tent dresses or something and yeah. change the whole, yeah. Okay. And the doctor told me, she's like, that's probably what this is. It's kind of like the same thing. It's like when you put pressure on your body, like pregnant women get Uh like swollen ankles too. It's like, it's more pressure on your body, essentially. Lack of a medical knowledge in explaining that, but essentially. And so that was, that was, that was more than the wedding. Honestly, when I started hearing that and hearing that if I change it now, I have a chance of you know, not having one leg noticeably be bigger than the fucking other. Yeah. And, you know, everyone likes to be symmetrical. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I wanted to keep it symmetrical too. So I just, they're like, she's like, you're still kind of young. If you continue, then it's going to get worse. Right. I can guarantee you that. I can't guarantee you it's going to get better if you get better, but it did. Great. So that's, that was a, it's my big leg story, guys. Yeah, well, it's super like sexy, right? Those, <laughs> super sexy. All those things can happen. Gout, like yeah. all of these crazy, yeah, food related. And then it, we have to think like. So in United States, food, we have a lot of food deserts, yeah. and we don't, we aren't taught how to like eat healthy. Obviously, like, yeah, w- what is going on? Because because food is part of the capitalism and the consumerism, yeah. Yeah. but then they make it so cheap. So it's yeah. actually easier to get like on the dollar menu, right, and get a sandwich than it is to make a sandwich. Yeah. So it's the it's the ease, it's the way that we're it's all of the marketing, it's all of the sense memory and it's like brainwashing almost. Yeah. I, I have McDonald's as a child was so important to me and some of my best memories with my grandmother were involved McDonald's. Yeah. And so there's this like history and can, and every time i eat a big mac and they I, design it that way they design it but they it's never the it same way. the memory is better than it is now yeah and then after i eat it i feel like guilty but i love that memory and it's still a thing and i'm feeling something but i'm not it's mcdonald's is just wrong yeah <laughs> it's, so it's so levels. wrong but they try to make like with that playhouse they wanted you to sit there and make memories they wanted you to yeah. 
They yeah. wanted you to sit there and have a good ass fucking time, and you would think about grandma and think about the time you went down the slide. You know, my they had Nintendo sixty four. Nintendo sixty four had just came out when I was playing that playground, and I like I still late twenties still thinking about Nintendo sixty four and McDonald's and how much fun that was playing with all the kids. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. We're literally the most overweight country in the world. Yeah. Not because of, well, partly because of McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. You know, but because even at a young age, they train kids to see all these, you know, that's why they have like all these characters, cartoon characters. Yeah. Not knocking McDonald's, but, you know, they got all these cartoon characters for these different companies and everything, and they literally are programming kids at a young oh. age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they kids can recognize they did like a study with two and a half year olds or something yeah. and they showed them all these different logos yeah. and they recognize McDonald's. They recognize all of these logos and they can say what oh, they shit. are. And it's like they're in our children. heads. Yeah. They're in our yeah. heads. And then there was a Jamie Oliver did this thing with kids and they were like um, in first grade and he had a box of vegetables and yeah. he's holding them up and asking the kids what they were. And they didn't have any idea. Like what? a zucchini and an eggplant. <laughs> These are things they've never seen. Yeah. And and it was mind-blowing to think, like, this is how we're training our kids. They're like, nuggets! And you're like, this is an yeah. egg. This is a mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, like oh. um, I have a friend that works at RJ Reynolds, you know, the sugar company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And they literally said 99% of the employees were kids. <gasps> oh, wow. Is that a trip? Like, yeah. They said you couldn't find anybody in there smoking cigarettes. Not outside break times or nothing. Wow. Even it's like people that work for them. Yeah. You know, so it, it's like. <laughs> I know. I love. I yeah. love. I love smoking. They're walking around there knowing better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the 70s, they used to prescribe cigarettes to women for losing weight after they had a baby. What? So after they'd have a baby, you'd go to the doctor. Yeah, because it kills your appetite. And so they tell women, like in the 60s and 70s. Oh, you want to lose that baby weight? Just take up smoking. <laughs> oh my God! Isn't that crazy? I know life's life's amazing. That's why you can't trust anybody, especially the man, right? Yeah. You can't trust anybody. Deep state, you know, they're just hurting us for our money or a little pennies. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, and, yeah. and that's the thing. It's the consumerism. I yeah. really think I have a joke, and I, maybe I'll do it on stage for you guys. That'll be the impetus for us to to move on. This is it's really fun to talk about. Eating just well, addiction yeah. and food and why and I'm interested just because I've been living with it my whole life. Yeah. So I don't think it ever goes away. That's I what I. Yeah. Kid, you know, I, I did actually. You know, when I was younger, I used to be. Um, I used to go days without eating. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. I was broke. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, because they don't give kids food stamps cards. I had no money. Yeah, <laughs> so you can't eat if you don't have any money. It's hard. <laughs> It's hard. There was, uh, I was at, this is a terrible thing, but I was at Good Pizza. It's uh, Drea's shows actually this weekend at Good Pizza. And I was there doing her show and their pizzas are really expensive, but they're really good. And a lot of people hadn't finished them and they were like on there. And this is during COVID times too. And I was like, I kept seeing them over their pieces of pizza. And I was like, I want to go. I want to go get that pizza. I want to go get that pizza before <laughs> someone throws it away. And then, like, the lady came and she put it in the garbage. I was like, no. Like, I almost reached in the garbage to get a piece of pizza. Think about this, though. This, this, <laughs> I, I, I pondered on this, though. But this is the crazy. When 
like the college teams won and the NFL teams won, they were invited to the White House. Yeah. And the president had like <gasps> all that McDonald's Pizza Hut. Yeah. Like, you're that thing. World class athletes. Yeah. This. Yeah. You're putting. Like, I'm like, yo, man, that is like, if that I, is. Not that's like putting maple thing. syrup in a Ferrari. Like, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Well, like, you're just, like, I would say, like, they got their bodies on point. Yeah. Like, they yeah. need, like, and they are and they need, like, giving themselves the best type of fuel. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for, uh, that's disrespect. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. I had yeah. who were uh, professional athletes and, like, their whole eating regimen and just working out is, is remarkable. I mean, yeah. they are, like, I mean, obviously, they're making <laughs> yeah, it's, it's their life. They're yeah. they're paid to work out, right. like, basically. But just but. their whole uh, aspect of life is just so on point. The way that you know, they're a machine. They're treating their body like a machine. They get the right fuel. They Absolutely. they polish up all the gears or whatever they're yeah. doing. Try to keep the metaphor going. Yeah. yeah. Unlike okay, so this is I don't know if you've have you ever heard of breakfast gravy? No. It's from it's sexy. it's from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, it is sexy. Uh oh. I got to do comedy in Keep Little Rock. Keep the monster down. Come on. <laughs> we got to pretend to be normal. <laughs> well, okay, so I did comedy in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas at the Looney Bin. And um, they have they, they were really they were really big audiences. I mean, there weren't that many people, but they just were really big. They're really big people. But uh, they have five kinds of gravy in Arkansas, and one of them is breakfast gravy, and it's a combination of chocolate and syrup. What? <laughs> so it's like a... It's it's breakfast gravy. It's like chocolatey sweet. It's not like it, and it's not like just chocolate syrup that yeah. you make into chocolate milk. No, it's like viscous and s- like maple syrupy. But it's and they put it on uh, everything. You put it on breakfast. Put it on waffles, pancakes, <laughs> anything. You put it on your eggs if you want. You dip your bacon yeah. in it. Like it's like what? I, gotta look that up. I know yeah. breakfast gravy. No, I don't. Chocolate, chocolate breakfast gravy. Yeah, it's oh, oh my god! And Come I back tweaking I like, hey guys. <laughs> well, Thanksgiving is coming, and gravy's my favorite part. Like my favorite oh. parts are the skin of the turkey, and the gravy and the stuffing, and the mashed potatoes and the cranberry. That's me. Thanksgiving holidays are coming around. We all like to eat and everything. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't think we, we're gonna do not a Thanksgiving because we're kind of like me and my family are kind of like you know wising up to everything because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, I had some people over for Labor Day and it was all stupid. But anyway, um, for Thanksgiving, you know, everybody's all you know wanting to do the whole family eating thing and everything, and I love that. Don't get me wrong, I'm always people come over to my house, I'm always cooking. But now, you know, I'm like, I don't really, you know, want to be around people. I may drop some plates off to some people. Sure. You know, yeah. they do that. But the holidays are not going to be the same this year. They're going to be so no. zoomy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It is. It's going to be different. I don't, I might, I might just spend it with my cats. I don't know what's, right. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I, but I have $197 on my food stamps. Ooh, so I'm like, oh, oh, I've been hoarding my food stamps. Hey. You know, what? It's, Thanksgiving. it's confusing. I, I, I love Gavin. I do. For many reasons. Who's Gavin? Gavin, Gavin Newsom, Newsom, our, our oh, governor. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah, he's, you know, I like his politics. He's n- not hard to look at. No. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, you don't need to be good looking, but it helps. But uh, his instructions for the holidays were confusing as hell. Did you guys see this stuff? Yeah, it's something like <laughs> families, you, you can only, you can have 
three households with two people each for a grouping of six, but no more than yeah. six. But if you have six people in your home, in your own family, and it's, it's, it yeah. goes on and on. Like, it's, yeah. it makes no sense. You, c- you could sing, but with the mask and quietly. Yeah, <laughs> like we can't do karaoke. We're not allowed to do karaoke. <laughs> Yeah, so specific. No he's brass ju- instruments. You're not allowed to play brass instruments because of the spit. <laughs> no trombones. He was like, he's like, and you could you could have your festivities at a park, but it doesn't matter if you know people that are there for different reasons. Y'all aren't allowed to be there because like he's trying to think of people like being well, we're just at the park together at the same time. He's like, no, nah, if you guys know each other, that's not allowed. <laughs> I'm not joking, guys. Like, check it out. Like, check it out. This is. Yeah. I can't make this shit up. It was hilarious. I was just sitting there, like, people are gonna be confused, Gavin. Yeah. (laughs) Well, at least the parking signs in the city. You gotta read it like three times sometimes, and there's three different signs. You gotta read those too. That's that's absolutely true (laughs) with the parking and the meter and the stuff and the Gestapo, and it's a poor tax. They are there yeah. after you, and the, if you, if if you don't pay for a parking space in the city, that means it's a poor tax. Why we gotta tax the poor? Like the rich people <laughs> tax the rich. Why are we taxing the poor? That's a good point. Five percent or something like that to stay home, taxing you to stay home. I'm dead serious. I heard that this morning. What? I've seen people that stay home from work, like an extra five percent of their work from home. Huh? What the? Yeah, because of all like. The bridge is losing money, like the oh. bridge, you know, the bridge is losing money. So they're going to sure, tax. You know, a lot of, because people are commuting anymore. Right. Home. Yeah. So tax us so, for breathing. Yeah, they got to get that money. They're going to tax the air. That's what they're going to do. Right. Yeah. It'll be like that um, Spaceballs when they have the cans of air, Perry oh. Air, <laughs> and they're like <laughs> breathing it in the future, like, oh, I mean, cans of air. As bad as San Francisco has got. I mean, I, I grew up in the city. Oh, you did? Oh, cool. Damn much that. Uh, I'm a San Francisco, and yeah. no matter what, you know, I'm going to ride for my city because I've seen this city go through so much. I've seen the love. I've seen the hate. Yeah. You know, I've seen, I've seen it all in the city. And yeah. I love the city. You know, I went elementary, you know, all that. And so yeah. with that being said in mind, I know that people are like, oh, the city, you know, this and that. It still has the same heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you will. Yeah. Especially now. Well, you mean like with like. When you, the city, this and that, like people are leaving the city now that they can work from home or that kind of deal, city, or um, yeah, yeah, that the tech douche people have left. They're like, <laughs> everyone's I'm gonna like, go bye. Live with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, why would you spend thirty five hundred dollars a month on an apartment when you can't go out? That's the whole thing about San Francisco. The reason to live here is it's fucking cool. Yeah, like there used to be bars open everywhere. That was my so you know as an alcoholic, I love the minute I came to San Francisco. I was like. Oh, I love it here. There's yeah. bars everywhere. I love bars. Yeah. Like, you don't have to grow up here, in, and that works on so many levels. Like, you don't have to grow up here to love it here. Yeah. You don't actually have to grow up. You can just be yeah. a child here forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's so fun and amazing, but, and all the techies came here because they're like, ooh, San Francisco's so cool, and Burning Man, and all this cool art stuff, yeah. and bars, Watering and it down. And, yeah. And Castro, <laughs> yeah. and tutus, and yeah. And then they're like, 3500 a month for my one-bedroom place. What the fuck am I doing? I can't go out and have any fun. I can't. There's nothing's open. Like, what's the yeah. point of living here? To go to Dolores Park? That makes no sense. So they all went yeah. somewhere else. 
I mean, I've never seen so many vacancies. In, yeah. in the building in the building that I'm in, there have never been vacancies. They always turn over super fast. There's seven empty apartments right now in my building. Uh, um, from my window, I look across the street. I've never seen empty apartments. I see like eight empty apartment buildings on one side and then up. It's like everyone just yeah. flew away. Well, they figured out – the ones I know figured out they could work from their parents' house right. and just pocket the money. Yeah. Right. Make the same money. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, the East Bay, apparently, uh, the rent costs went up. Yeah. We're down. We're down. Uh, San Francisco, my building was going for $1,750 for an apartment, and now they've lowered it to $1,650. And And it used to be $2,100. Like, before all of this, like, two years ago, it was, like, (laughs) $2,100. Yeah. The city's down. Like, this is a great place to be in the city right now. Yeah. and it's not ha- – I mean, it's still expensive, but it's better. You yeah. know, like, at least, like, the the people who own buildings and apartments to rent them out to you guys, like, they're not as, like, smug about it. You know, like, <laughs> like I don't care if I give it to you or somebody else. It doesn't matter. Now yeah. they have to work for your business a little yeah. bit, so right. that's kind of nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, Sacramento, for example, like, that pro- the cost of houses went up. It went up. Everyone left there, and they're like, "Well, you know, I I had I figured out with my workplace, like work from home. I don't ever need to come in. If I do, very rarely. And you know, maybe there's like an environmental argument there too, like less cars on the road. That's pretty cool. That's been great. No, the air quality at the beginning of COVID, I I thought it was dramatically different. Yeah, because I'm I've been outside a, a, a lot in the past however many months yeah but i think the air quality has improved yeah less cars so yeah less they're buying people. houses out there and they're freeing this area up a little bit we'll see i'm really curious what you know like if we ever return back to like not having to cover our faces and stuff oh, like I, people i'm really curious how things are gonna like settle down well <laughs> There, but that's they um. So they opened up dining in San Francisco, but now they just closed it again. So what? all the inside dining in San Francisco is no more. London Breeze shut it down. Oh so all gosh. the restaurants that were like, "Yay, we can have people inside again," now they're like, "Nope, it's all parklets," which is terrible because we're going into winter. And who mm-hmm. is gonna go eat dinner outside, outside yeah. in the rain? Even if even yeah. if people invest Damn. in in heat lamps, which so here's the other thing. Right now with people's parklets, tap plastics, they make that corrugated stuff. They're totally sold out of all their product because everyone's made these parklets. Oh, and shit. all heat lamps everywhere, completely sold out, back oh, order. Yeah. Nowhere <laughs> in the world can you find a heat lamp. Like Costco's doesn't have them. Nobody has them because everyone had to buy them. Yeah. And so now people are just sort of waiting. I did a comedy show last night at Asiento, and there were 34 people there sitting eating dinner. But, I mean, they were all had their – jackets on and it was fucking cold and yeah. I, was, I was impressed that they <laughs> no, right? came out and like <laughs> well audiences are still coming out and i think that they're nuts but everyone's just adapting That's yeah what we have to do well, people, comedy is right now a lot of people want to laugh they want to be entertained yeah yeah so much crap this last four years <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely so i think comedy is really going to take on to another level yeah, I hope so. It already has. Yeah. I'm I'm booking like three venues now, yeah. four, I feel like four they, including mine. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so at least for me, it's like I'll oh, tell sorry, you the those, and then we'll do we'll do some comedy. So this so there's tomorrow seven o'clock. We have the outdoor show at Mutiny. It's the 39th Friday show since COVID. I'm like I've been doing oh, them since the beginning because I'm like oh, yeah. I'm fuck. Uh, it's socially distanced. Wear masks. I put the chairs out in little pods. Everybody's fine. Saturday I have on a, it's eleven fourteen at two o'clock. 
uh, 20th and Mission at a place called New Harmony Cafe. I've never been to 20th and Mission. Yeah. Where cool. Is Under it's New Harmony's downstairs. It's they okay. just built a parklet. Um, 3521. It's on. 3516. Well, you're thinking upstairs is where they all those people live and there's stairs and they get tons of deliveries. Yeah. But downstairs, there's that. Yeah, there, there's the cafe. They, the cafe. There's, a, there's a Japanese cafe that just moved there. Well, this isn't the Jap- This is the one that has painting on the inside. It's really big. It's downstairs from the communal living place, 20th and Mission. It's right there on the corner. It's next to Doc's Clock. And it's oh, that's on the other side. Okay, okay. Yep. I know so it's New Harmony Cafe, and yeah. there's a little parklet. And we're doing comedy there at 2 o'clock on nice. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. And then there's Asiento on Wednesdays at 7.30. And now I have a new show at Resolute Wine Bar, which is across the street from my house on Geary Street. Ooh. And it's a wine bar, and it's going to be on Sundays. The first Sunday is 11-22. And I already have some reservations, which is crazy. And so yeah. the, the owner Go was like, him. he wants to do more of them. And I'm, he's like, I don't know weather permitting, and I don't know what's going on. I'm like, either do I. Let's sell out this one, and then let's go from there. Yeah. So I And it's all – so I've got three three shows and venues right now. Fuck just yeah, like, Pam. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. So I'm stoked. And hopefully I'll get more because I've been passing out letters in the neighborhood to all the different restaurants. Yeah. Go see Pam, guys. (laughs) Go see Pam. Yeah, I'm going to like that guy I was telling you about on my route. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to because he really wants a comedy show, but, you know, I told you about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like, you know, because I've I've done comedy shows on Pam and the Mission. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when people see, okay, I'm a UPS driver, everybody knows I'm a stand-up comic. Yeah. Um, but this particular guy, he's like, how do I say? He this? wants he wants an LGBTQ friendly queer yeah. show. Yeah. Okay. And so Mike is a little bit nervous to be the one spearheading that because he doesn't identify as queer. But it doesn't matter because you just book all the queer comics. Yeah. Yeah. It's no big deal. Not that there's anything because I, I did a show. I did a big show last year uh, on the weekend of. Yeah. Wait, real quick. I think it's so cool that you're even like conscientious of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're, like identify. Like, I'm an ally, and I recognize this cause. You know what yeah. I mean? But I don't want to speak for you guys. Like that alone, just I don't know. I have respect for that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have a gay uncle. Like, yeah. Like my basically like my father. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my, me and my uncle, we've had long conversations because he was married and he has a son. And um, I didn't know he was gay until I was, like, in my early 20s. Wow. So I said, you know, we've had conversations, and he would say, you know, it was just one of the most terrible things I had to live, that life. Oh, shit. That yeah. Was, you know, and so ever since me and my uncle got really closer, I've always been an advocate for, you know, for him. And That's beautiful. He had to go through different things. But I'm always thinking yeah. I'm also African-American. I understand sensitivity and things like that. That's beautiful. But, um, yeah. Last year I did a show uh, doing Pride Week. Pride Week, that's yes. right, that's right. I did a show at a really, really nice art gallery, and I invited a lot of, in fact, it felt sold out with a lot of people there, and it was right in the heart of the mission. So one of my really, really good friends, um, her and her wife came, and she was like, man, I love the show, it's funny, but it's just not gay enough. Because <laughs> 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 it's Gay Pride Weekend, <laughs> everything's <laughs> gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I was mindful of that, and um, you know, I had one of the comics mm-hmm. on, um, who's a really, really good friend of mine, and she did the show, and she was like, am I the only gay comic here? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you know what? 
But in your defense, on Gay Pride Week, it's impossible to get like yeah, a super is. gay yeah. to come to a show because they're yeah. like, I'm gonna be partying yeah. with all of the gayness. <laughs> like, that or they're booked I already, I probably. Yeah, they're yeah. already booked. But, yeah. <laughs> but if you want, I mean, you can produce a show and have it be all queer and not. And say and just book all queer people and then you and you yeah. just host. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's great. You had the connections. You should do it. Yeah. yeah because, cool. I mean, producing. I mean, you already know how to produce a show and you yeah. do a great job. Yeah. So you're gonna do a great job for them. The bar will get extra business. Everybody wins right now yeah. with the comedy connection because we're bringing in people. Everybody wants to laugh and then they're ordering foods and everybody makes money. Yeah. And the small businesses right now need that. They need the yeah. influx because they used to have so much patronage and now they don't. So how are we yeah. all supposed to stay alive? Is everybody supposed to be on an unemployment? How can we do that? Are we just going to print money? It's like, hard. Who? How is? How are we all going to – what is going to happen? It's hard, yeah. yeah. The, the love has to show up at this point. Or they need us yeah. fat people back. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> we need to switch back. My. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need, to, like, we need to save San Francisco and go eat all these places. <laughs> Jovial. We need bulimia back. We need Benji yeah, back. <laughs> don't, don't give me an excuse to eat <laughs> an entire little star pizza. That's like, you're like, they need us. <laughs> they need us. Hell yeah. And I found one of the best all you can eat sushi spots ever and it, it's like that's like that's my like once a month at least i go there and i'm like i'm back yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Want your Ooh, oh cool but that's yeah, yeah when i do all you can eat sushi i never eat the rice i just eat the fish <laughs> so i'll have like a little pile little piles of rice because i'm like it's filler i want all the fish i, I, I want, want my all the fish <laughs> and especially if they have deep um uh, little crab, baby crabs, soft shell crabs. Ooh. Oh my god! Oh, I love <laughs> <laughs> deep, deep fried. He thought he could hang. He ate something, and his whole face just swollen. We <gasps> in the hospital. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, bro, I told you, you know, it's some, something he ate, some kind of, you know, when you get, cause you know, there's, there's like, there's California roll people, and sure, then there's like, sure. shit, I'm like eating people. You know? Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, I'll eat, I'll eat, I'll eat anything from the, like. From a sushi chef, yeah. I, I I miss even the I sushi used to be so great because you go in and you sit right in front yeah. of the counter and they make everything right yeah. in front of you and you can talk to them and yeah. you can pour them little glasses yeah. of sake and have this interesting relationship with the person making your food and I love that yeah. and now we don't get to have those like food experiences anymore which is kind of a bummer yeah well let's do some personal comedy here oh, shit. Yeah. all right um. Who wants? Of course you are. Who wants to go first? We're gonna. We'll I use feel the like stage I should go first because you guys are the seasoned comedians, and this is my second time ever doing. Ever, I, my first time. You're a master with, podcaster, though. You're great. What? <laughs> uh, give them a lot of love. What's that? A lot of love. Put your hands together, everybody, for Christina Pickles. Mike condoms all up on the microphone. Yeah, I haven't used this many condoms since the 90s. <laughs> like, 
That was. Wow, you married. That's a safe. That's a safe D right there. That's what I'm talking about. That's a marriage is the safety. Yeah, that's that was the that's what I got my my first marriage. I got my first STD, sexually sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get when you get married. Sexually transmitted debt. I know. Yeah, it's it's just expensive dick. That's all. It's just. You can use a you can use a bag of shame, or you can just cover it with your mask. You can. Oh, that's good. But you can cover it with your mask. Cover the microphone with your mask. There you go. Put your hands together, everybody, for Christina Pickles! All right, so thanks for having me tonight. I hope I don't make you regret this by the end of it. <laughs> I would get up to the plate and then forget to use the condom. <laughs> uh, so jokes on me tonight. I was expecting a little bit more people, and that's totally fine. Um, but we're just going to try it with you guys. You guys are all the people that we need. So as I said, my name's Christina and we're going to do things a little bit differently. I was going to play a game and the game is called, you guys want to play a game? All right. The game is called guess my ethnicity. Yeah. And I promise this has no potential to be offensive unless I want it to later. You are... Puerto Rican Korean. Think scarier. <laughs> close. You're really close. Think. Think. Palestinian Indian. Holy shit. You guys are so good. I have like a whole thing. No. Okay. So you basically got it with I'm Arab. And you guys are so fucking good. I usually have to give more racist hints for people to get it. I have to be like think scarier, which I did with you guys. And I'm like, think high potential to have a hard time getting through airport security. Think, you know, hairy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an ethnicity that has a lot of baggage. Um, I think the only reason I got in here tonight is because you guys don't have security. So jokes on you guys. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I'm here, and uh, I am the person that Fox News warns everybody about, so sorry about that. Uh, I'm not as scary as they like to say, but I'll try my best tonight. I'll try my best to leave up, like live up to that. Um, but yeah, I identify as an Arab American, not by choice. <laughs> That's just who I am. Um, it's two very different cultures, you know being a California girl and being an Arab, you know, like the family, uh, my daughter of an immigrant came here and brought a lot of the culture with them. And, uh, I, uh, rebelled against that. And I also was like super weird and different from my American friends. And so I kind of played this fine line. Uh, an example of that is, did you know you could be a slut and a prude at the same time? You're looking at it. You're this is what a slut and a prude looks like. Same body. Uh, my American friends think I'm a prude because my husband, uh, adult female, this is, I know you guys can't see me, I'm an adult female, late 20s, grown, is the only guy I've ever been with. Wow. Only guy I've ever kissed. 
so my American friends are like, you're basically a virgin. Like, <laughs> basically, right? And they get really confused, like, why I get really mad uh, when I see slut shamers. Like, because I get really fucking pissed when people slut shame girls because it's their fucking body. They have the power. Like, don't, don't degrade them in any other way. And so, like, when I see something happen, I'm like, people need to stop slut shaming us. And my friend's like, who's us? You're not a slut, Christina. Like, who's us? And I'm like, well, my auntie thinks I'm a slut because I wear shorts that one time. So <laughs> I am a slut. And then he's not slut shaming us. So that's what it means to be like an Arab American walking that fine line, being a slut and a prude all in the same body. It's a good time. It's a good time. I could ride both. I could ride both ways, as they say. And, you know, I know it's all right, like, having a stereotype. We all do. I'm actually kind of happy white people do, too. Because, like, people are scared of white people now, too. And I don't feel bad for them because it's really not that bad of a stereotype. Like, whoa, people are scared you're going to call the police on them for no reason. Ooh. People are scared I'm going to hijack a plane. Like, you could fucking do <laughs> with people being scared that you're going to call the police on them. Like, fuck you for even crying about it. Like, we see you cross the street when we walk by. Like, <laughs> we've been dealing with your stereotypes for how long? We could be scared of you for calling our, the police on our barbecues and whatnot. So, yeah, that's what I had prepared for you guys tonight. I hope you had a good time. And thank you. <laughs> Christina Pickles! Yay! Yay! That was great. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you can listen to it later. I'll tag you on the thing and the... I'll tag you in the world of Facebook and you can listen to it. The world. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You get to make fun of the Karens. That's, that's fine. That, that's absolutely fair. Uh, your next comedian... He deals with Karens all day. <laughs> They're like, can I see your manager? Put your hands together for Mike Vaughn. Yeah. I think I'm going to raw dog this microphone tonight, y'all. I'm feeling a little nasty on the mic tonight, so I think I'm going to go ahead and raw dog it. No condom, no protection, no nothing. How you feel about that, Pam? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have a full audience, so I'm going to pretend this room is full right now. And uh, there's white white guy sitting right there. There's a guy blowing his nose right there. There's a Karen right there. So I'm going to pretend this room is full of people. You guys okay with that? All righty then. You guys voted last week? Good shit. I know, right? We all voted. I don't want to get too uh, political, but I voted for the old white dude. So that's as far as I'm going to go with that one. You know? Fuck this COVID, man. You guys, fuck COVID, right? Right? Worst part about COVID that I miss, man, I miss buffets. You know, I miss fucking going to buffets. Who doesn't miss a good buffet as a big man? You know, I went to a buffet, you know, before the COVID shit started. And uh, first of all, you got to watch your little kids in buffets because fuck little kids. You know what I'm saying? Because they always want to talk shit. Hey, fat man, hurry up. You're taking too long. Is that all the mashed potatoes? You, you don't get that many mashed potatoes? Fuck you, little kid. You know, so the little kid, he's running around talking shit. And I'm like, somebody better get their little kid up in here. So the kid takes a piece of chicken and he puts it under the fudge fountain and he throws that shit at me. 
Fuck this little kid, man. So I tried a piece of chicken, and it turns out that shit was pretty good. So y'all go out and try that shit. Chocolate chicken, man. Tell them the little kids sent you. Shit. <laughs> I recently joined a group on Facebook not too long ago. Yeah, it was a kazoo group, guys. You ever, you guys know what a kazoo is? Yeah. Right? I saw an advertisement on TV. Join the kazoo group. Your whole life will change. So fuck it. I joined the kazoo group, right? It was crazy for a minute because everybody was, you know, giving their cool kazoo stories and shit, playing the kazoos. And then two weeks after I joined the page, it turned into a Trump support group. I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> I was like, shit, is this what we're doing now? You know? So obviously I had to uh, fuck with the Trump supporters, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? I was going on there, giving my kazoo plan, we shall overcome, and posting it and shit on their page. <laughs> and kazoo talking shit. <laughs> really, though. I just realized I had a big ass head. Clap it up if you got a big ass head. This gentleman is clapping it up right here. I know, right? I know. I realized I had a big ass head the other day when I went to the hat store and I go, went to go buy a hat. And the dude at the shop was like, hey, man, your head is too big. It's going to be 8 to 12 weeks before we get your size in. <laughs> Hold the fuck up, man. I was like, you serious, man? You just going to do it like that? You know? And it was even worse. I realized I had a big ass head because I looked at my son the other day. And I looked at his mom and I said, damn, son, you got a big ass head. <laughs> and I realized he didn't get it from his mom. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he didn't get it from me. So, you know, he got it from somewhere. But, you know, the big ass head, man. You guys got any tattoos? I know, Pam, you got some tattoos. This gentleman right here seems like he got a few tattoos. You know, <laughs> everybody's getting monumental tattoos these days. It's crazy, right? They're getting their grandmother's name tattooed on them, you know, baby pictures and shit, birthdays and shit. You know, and then there's these people that get Asian writing tattoo. What the fuck is that about? You know, <laughs> like, you know what that shit means. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you see people with this Asian writing. It's like, you don't know what that shit means. It means faith, light, and moon, you know. <laughs> well, I want to get a tattoo. My, I want to get some Asian writing tattooed on my arm. It's going to be a little different. That shit's going to say chow mein, two egg rolls, general chicken, and fried rice, you know. Because <laughs> when I go into an Asian restaurant, I want to be like, hey, man, don't fuck my order up. You see that? That's a great tattoo. Don't fuck that order up. It's right there. <laughs> Seriously though guys, I talked about I lost some weight recently. Clap it up if you lost some weight. I know, right? I lost two pounds <laughs> of weed. So if you guys see it in here anywhere, just uh return it to me. It's got Mike Bond's name written on it somewhere. No, seriously guys, I tried to lose weight, man. I did actually. I did a very good job of it. But I tried going vegetarian for a while. You know what that meant, you know? And let me tell you, I would go to the grocery store and order my vegetarian, pay for my vegetarian food, get up to the front of the line, and they always fuck with me, like, who you buying this shit for? <laughs> you ain't buying it for yourself. I'm like, I'm buying this shit for me. Then the lady at the front register wants to give me hints, you know, it's uh, ding-dongs on aisle four. Go ahead and check it out. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. You see those chips over there? That's for you. I'll wait. It's vegetarian. <laughs> You know, it's crazy, too, because I think the best part about v being a vegetarian, Pam, is taking a shit. You know, you ever took a vegetarian <laughs> shit before? You know, it's not like meat shits. You know, vegetarian shits, they just come on out nice and easy. Nice and easy, you know. Meat shits, you got to, the struggle is real. That's as they say. The struggle is real with meat shits. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Good God. You got, you got any married people in the house tonight? Clap it up if you're married. I know, right? We got some married people in the house. We got some ex-married people in the house, right? It's fucked up because you can't argue with your wife, fellas. I, I tell you the truth, man. I went out and got a book on how to argue with my wife. I ordered off Amazon. The first page just said, shut the fuck up. And that was the whole book. It was just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Second chapter, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, it's hard too, man. It's hard. 
I realize I developed a crazy addiction over the pandemic, guys. I know, right? Food porn, man. <laughs> I'm addicted to food porn, right? <laughs> Who doesn't like to watch a good enchilada being made these days, right? You know, I found my addiction getting crazy because I would sneak in the bathroom at night just to watch them make it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, shit, they melting the cheese. It's going to be a minute, you know? And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not I'm not a pervert or anything, but after I got done jacking off to that shit, it was <laughs> it was one of those things where, you know. <laughs> is that my is that somebody outside laughing too? <laughs> oh, okay. Am I tripping? Do I hear outside laughter going on? Anyway, guys, we're still rolling. We're still rolling. How much time do I got, Pam? Whatever you want. Oh just shit. Us. Oh yeah, it's just, just us. us. Justice for just us, guys. Justice <laughs> for just us. You know, speaking of justice. <laughs> Speaking of justice, guys, a friend of mine, uh, how many people, first of all, how many people think their phone was watching them? You think, you, you know, your phone is taking, taking, yeah, our phones are watching us, you know, because I was using the Waze app the other day, and Waze was like, hey, Mike, there's a KFC about a half a block away. <laughs> Would you like to get there? I was like, fuck you, Waze, but I got a few minutes to kill. Get me on there anyway, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got a few minutes to kill, you know. Porn is getting out of hand. You guys watch porn? Any? You guys, you probably don't watch porn. I know. You're, she's like, eh. you, you can keep it real. Sometimes it helps. It helps. You know, it's getting out of control, though, man, because, you know, I got a buddy, friends group and everything. They like to send little porn clips. And it's weird because, you know, while I'm drinking my coffee in the morning, <laughs> it's one of those things. But um, <laughs> my buddy sent me a porn of a dude having sex with a goat, man. And I, I had so many questions, you know. First of all, the goat looked like he was enjoying it. He or she, I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> the camera angles were just awesome on that shit. You know? <laughs> I was like, this is the best. This is like HD goat fucking right here. Quality shit. You know? Amazing. Amazing. And you guys seeing a therapist? You guys got to be a therapist? Are you a therapist? No? Yeah, Pam, you seeing a therapist? Pam, you I should mean. be seeing a therapist. <laughs> if not, I'm going to recommend one to you because I love you. You know, but uh, I'm seeing a therapist, you know, it's cool because, you know, therapists Woo. are cool. You know, my therapist, she she wants to know a lot of stuff about me. She's, she gets deep, you know. She's like, Mike, tell me exactly what's going on. I want to know. I'm like, you don't want to unlock these levels within me. She's like, yes, I do, Mike. I'm your therapist. I need to know. Talk to me about what's going on. So I very kindly looked at her and I said, do you think it's okay if I jack off to my therapist? <laughs> So I got a new therapist now. He's great. He's a great free. He's a great therapist. Really, really good guy. Showing me a lot of the ropes and everything, you know, making sense. We got any potheads in the house, right? <laughs> All right. Pam's like, <laughs> she's like pothead. Shit, that is right up my alley. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you ever smoke with somebody so much, Pam, and they start talking Jamaican after about ten minutes of smoking <laughs> with them? You're like, wait a minute. You just had a New York accent like five minutes ago. What the fuck is up with that shit? You know, the best weed will probably make you talk Jamaican, right? <laughs> you probably feel like you, you're Jamaican after you hit a good, you know, a good toke after a while. So I've heard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? I think that's my time, guys. I got a little bit more stuff, but I'm going to, uh, should I just go more? I mean, okay, okay. So I'm going to bring Pam up to the stage, the wonderful godmother of comedy. She is awesome. She runs Mutiny Radio. She runs shows all over the city. Put your hands together. Keep it very loud for Pam Benjamin. Keep it going for Mike Fonts. Yay. I'm wrapping the microphone up in a crazy cat thing. Crazy cat thing. Oh, that's exciting. You were talking about therapists. 
Mike Bonds. I had a dream. I had a dream last night that Bjork was my therapist. Yeah. I, uh, I looked up at her and I said, uh, Bjork, why is my mom not proud of me? And she said, your uterus is made of clouds and the polar bear only steps in the same river once. Don't let poets lie to you. I was like, that didn't, that didn't help me at all, Bjork. Uh, you were talking about food porn. I am addicted to the Great British Baking Show. Like, I fucking love it. Baked goods. I want to be the first American on the Great British Baking Show, and I'm going to put weed in every single thing and not tell anybody. I'll be like, I brought my secret ingredient from home. Uh-uh. Who's going to love it? Paul Hollywood will be all, hi, this is so good. I can't do an English accent. I can only do Bjork. Uh, I also am addicted to the show Intervention. Oh, yeah. So not only do I love The Biggest Loser and I love to watch fat people get skinny and I cry and I cry and I cry, I also love the new most romantic show in the world, Love on the Spectrum. Holy fuck, these people are romantic as, and they're so on, I love autistic people. I know, they're so great. And then the, the other thing I love is intervention because I'm not really an alcoholic. <laughs> Like, that's the thing, is that I watch that and I'm like, I'm not drinking mouthwash. I'm fine. I'm fine. I only had three beers last night. All right. <laughs> only three. I didn't eat any dinner, though, so I was pretty wasted. Was like, no, 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 that's not true. I had four because I left and I went to another bar. I got home and I was like, what did I do with that $20? And I was like, oh, that's right. I, was at a, I went to a bar. I forgot. I was like, I love San Francisco. I've never internet dated. COVID's really weird because I've been single and um, I've never internet dated. That's one of the things I can say that makes me feel better about every, like I'm better than everyone else in the world because I've never internet dated. That's how I, I can hold it. I'm like, I have a personality. No offense. Uh, but I've never internet dated because I believe in the old adage, you know, some people say raise the bar and some people say lower the bar and I say meet at the bar. Isn't that what we used to do? So now during COVID, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to meet people. Like, I can't fuck comedians. That's not going to work. That's a terrible idea. Maybe girls. I was actually thinking about, like, being like, I could fuck some comedy girls. Like, I should. Why not? I think I could be, I think I could be drama-less with that. There's too much drama with 24-year-old boys. They just can't. They just, they're such dramatic little babies. They're like, oh, I'm going to pretend that I, whatever. They're stupid. But I'm, no, I don't. I haven't had. I haven't had sex with anybody. The pandemic has been. It's it's a pandemic, but not in that, not in that way. It's been. It's been funny. I've been masturbating a lot. Yes, yes, and I have such a vivid imagination that I masturbate to podcasts. I don't. I don't watch porn. I don't watch. I don't watch porn because. I actually do have a lacrimation fetish. Like, I like to watch men cry, but that's why I don't like to watch porn because I don't like to watch women cry. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just not into that. It's just not my thing. But I, I have been masturbating to podcasts and not Joe Rogan. Fuck that guy. I'm not attracted to him. I listen to my own podcasts because I'm a narcissist. I'm just like, oh, God, Pam, you're so talented. So you're so good at talking. Oh, yeah. Get it. I was, uh, I live in an apartment building with a lot of neighbors and I was uh, masturbating. I thought I was overhearing my neighbors having sex 
And then it turned out it was just my cats play, play fighting in the other room. <laughs> Surprisingly easy to finish. It was like, <laughs> I love my cats. I do. I love my cat. I love cats so much. Uh, I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat and I want to shave him. Uh, and then I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. Because <laughs> I'm crazy and I love cats. No, I, I really, really do love the shit out of my cats. They're amazing little creatures. I don't know what I would do without them. Um, we masturbate together a lot. Like not, I don't like use, like we're, we're doing it at the same time. Like they're on the bed and they're like kind of doing their thing and I'm doing my thing. But sometimes my cat will take his lower paw or put his paw and put it on my lower back uh, so I can feel loved, you know? <laughs> Do you know how soft a cat's paw is? It is so soft. And then, like, right before I'm going to come, he puts out his little, little claws <laughs> just to show me who's boss. I'm like, you're the boss. You're the boss, Zerdon. You're the boss. Mr. Poopy Butthole. That's the name of my other cat, my cat's names. I have a girl cat named Mr. Poopy Butthole. It's from Rick and Morty, the best show ever in the history of shows. Uh, uh, what other things I was, gonna I was talking about? Masturbation. Well, how about this? I, my clit is so big, I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. <laughs> yeah. I'm into quality. You know, clits are tiny dicks. I don't get it when like people are like, oh, we got dicks, small dicks suck. I'm like, no, small dicks are great. They're called clits, you <laughs> dummies. Small dicks are the best. Same amount of nerve endings, just <laughs> tinier. It's like, rock out with your tiny cock out. <laughs> All sizes matter. All sizes matter. So I do, I, I, yeah, that's happening. So I do, I want to have equality now. I think equality now is something that we can all strive for. And I think that we can do it through PG-13 movies. I know that's strange, but follow me for a second. If you cover up the nipple you get to see 180% side boob Ooh. in a PG-13. You can also see the butt, but not the whole. I'm fine with that. But what I'd like to see for equality is some side scrot. Right? You're, you're, you're not with me yet. How about this? Let's imagine, <laughs> let's imagine together a Martin Scorsese film, and uh, there's an infinity pool, and the sun is going down. There's a sunset, right? And Nick Cage is swimming naked toward the toward the steps and he, he comes out of the he's coming out of the steps and his balls are deep in the water so we don't see his actual nutsack right and his dick is hearted above the steps so what we do get to see is this beautiful stained glass side scrot <laughs> possibly veiny possibly hairy for equality equality now i want to see some side scrot is there any difference between, I also, I'm a huge fan of underboob on men. Like, it's gorgeous. Have you ever, just some inside baseball, have you ever seen Mark Neuer's underboob? Dear God, it is sexy as fuck. Like, if you, if you saw him from far away and you didn't see his face and he had, you only saw his underboob, you'd be like, damn, girl, that's hot. That was a, that was a little inside baseball. 
Do you have some nice underboob? It's sexy, it's sexy. The other thing I think is so sexy, and this is off the rails, but I love stretch marks. And I, I love stretch marks on people who used to be bigger and they got skinnier because it shows you've fucking done something, you know? Like when I see a guy with like stretch marks, I'm like, damn, like you worked hard. <laughs> That's like fucking sexy. Like, oh my God, you can work? What will you do for me if you did that for yourself? Christ. Um, oh, this is the last joke I'll do. Just to be political for a second. Um, yay, Trump is gone. Yay. Not yet. He's, I mean, he's trying to hold down in the, he's going to like bring a militia and be like, no, I'm never leaving. And he's going to be like, get the fuck out of here. His wife, Melania, is already like, I'm out of here. But what's, I don't, that's the thing is I still don't know. It's been four years and her name is Melania, 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 Melania. Is it Melania or Melania? Mel. Mel. We're calling her Mel from now on. So Mel, Mel never said anything. Like I'd love to know her name, but she never speaks. Right? She didn't say anything. Like where is she from? It's Slovenia or Slovakia. I, I don't I don't know which, but they both border Hungary and my God, she's starving. Like somebody feed her a sandwich I mean I get it that no one listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty and it's like say something Melania show us on the doll where he touched you are you okay blink twice if you're okay I want to make fun of her accent I have no idea what she sounds like she speaks four languages supposedly and it's like why didn't you say something in any language about anything first ladies are supposed to do things I was just so disappointed because you know, we came off Michelle. I still miss Michelle. I'm like, Michelle, you're so hot. I love your book. You're a great mom. You're so smart. You're, she's amazing. She's an amazing human being. And she changed school lunches and, like, hated fat kids or whatever and, like, made them work out. And I, well, I thought that Melania was just going to plagiarize Michelle and hate fat kids too. So I thought that her first lady stance would be championing bulimia, right? She's a champion of bulimia because it's so good for the economy. <laughs> it makes kids four times the consumer. And, and then she'd really be known as an environmentalist because she'd teach the kids to vomit into the composting, <laughs> right? Regurgitate, renew, recycle. That highly acidic compost is going to be amazing on the wine vines in Napa. <laughs> 2020 Pinot Noir, baby. It's going to be great. I will close on one-liner. How about this? I realize that no one will give you shit for not wearing a mask if you're eating or smoking. So now I'm a bulimic chain smoker, which is so much more healthy. I just constantly eat so I don't have to wear this stupid mask. Uh, all right, thank you guys so much for listening to my jokes. Thank you for being here. Yay, Christina Pickles. Yay, Mike Bonds. You're amazing. This was a good night of comedy and talking. I'm really happy. What a good podcast. We fat bond is perfect. <laughs> it's good. I know I'm super. I'm. I'm in it. Well, I have a couple jokes that are about that, and I, I'm trying to do more like anorexia jokes or whatever. But it's cool. Uh, all right, I'm gonna run around. Well, thank you both for joining me and making this a super fun. Thanks again to Racers Alley who gifted, gifted us their time. 
so that we could have this really fun discussion about losing weight and gaining weight and being all <laughs> like our addictions to food and all that. And then to do fun jokes for each other. And yeah. Christina, you're so good. You're so new. I can't believe that's only your second time. You're so personable on stage. What? It's, no, it's like you, you have stage presence. I'm paying them to say that, guys. No, you have, <laughs> you have really great stage presence and you were really comfortable. And maybe it's just because we're really nice people. But yeah. you guys um, are really nice. Yeah, you're, you did a great, you did a really great job. And you oh, just, thank you, you. Sound, you just riffing and talking. And I know you've got jokes in there too. And they've got, you've got punchlines. You're just, it's, I can't believe it's only your second time. You're Fuck really, yeah. it's yeah. really good stage presence. I think, and you know what? People asked me like how I was able to do it. I'm like, my answer was the vibe there and the people are hella cool. Yeah. So, oh. yeah. yeah. No, no, no. no. Indentured <laughs> servitude is ours. Comedy, comedy is weird in that you'll you'll find people that you click with, and everything like right now it's like everything's great, and then once you're in it for six months, you're you're gonna you'll be like, like once you really get into it, you realize that all comedians you think we're all nice, we're we're just narcissistic piles of dog shit. Like every single one of us, we're terrible. We're all like completely I'm the most self-centered person it's awful like I constantly have to be like you're not the center of the universe I'm like but I am the center of my universe like, but no no get a grip so but welcome and you're always welcome at Mutiny Radio cool. and um, if I ever piss you off just come talk to me directly or if I mean, right. I always, I mean, just, if I ever, because I do, I, people, like, like me in the beginning, and then they're like, that bitch. And I'm like, I'm so, what did I do? <laughs> you can always, you can always come to me. I'm fine about smoothing things over. But I'm we're doing great right now. I'm, I don't know why yeah. I'm, like, putting, divulging that. You're, like, top. giving me, like, disclaimers. You're like, okay, here's the warning label. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's the warning label. we talked about the other day that my first TV public broadcasting when we did it in Berkeley. Yeah. That was a dope show, Tony Sparks was on it, yes. and yeah, Aww. we were we were on the we were on what was it um, closed circuit TV or it was like community television or something, and we were doing comedy. It was so yeah, thank you, that's perfect. But it was so hot in there, we were all just so wet. That's the worst, just so wet. I have curly hair too. I would have been like frizzed out. <laughs> This was years. This was yeah. like four or five years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. 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 Crazy. We've been in it a long time. Comedy is, is it's the thing that keeps me going. Me like, too. Yeah. When, when I'm like days that I'm not feeling good and I go do comedy, it'll just wipe that whole day out. Yeah. Oh, cool. And it takes time to, to get to where you want to get to because you spend the first couple of years just kind of finding your presence, finding your voice, and telling yourself. Yeah. Finding yeah. Your finding your voice. So finding yeah. Your voice is, is, is I agree. Yeah, I'm just here for a good time. You know, like people kept asking me, like, what's your hobby? And I'm like, sitting in bed and watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and now I'm like, I'm like, oh, if somebody, like, I, like, it was my first time on Friday, and I'm like, if somebody asked me what my hobby was or what I did for fun, I would have an answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I this is this is all I do for money, like right Fuck now yeah, is this radio Pam. station. Yeah. That's awesome. So. It's been that way for a while. Well, thank yeah. you. I mean, it's, and I'm, this is, I've, I've sort of, Mutiny has gotten the name of being the place where people start out. 
And so lately I've been booking a lot more shows, so it's like, look, it's not just a place to start out, but it is. Like, that's, that's my whole thing. I really like being supportive of people that want to express themselves in, in yeah. any fashion, whether that's, like, poetry or comedy or tap dance or song, whatever. Like, if you want to express yourself and you can do it here, it's like... It's a human experience, man. You yeah. know, like... It's just, it's like expressing our perspectives, our little window on like what the human experience is and then throwing it back out in the world. Like this shit's funny. Like as we spin on this planet. Sorry, not to get way too like stoner on you. I'm like the sober stoner in a lot of ways. Like, but like, that's what I think it is. It's just like, I, I like listen to comics. And they like, com- you guys make me think of things in a different way. Like when you guys do your thing, you guys make me think of something funny that, you know, or make me think of something in a funny way that was mundane before and I never thought twice about. But you like, you throw it back out in that you universe. You can write jokes about anything. You can write yeah. jokes about pizza or burritos. Like you could, I've heard people like, uh, Sierra, my buddy Sierra's working on a joke about her refrigerator. And I'm like, all right, like anything, <laughs> anything could be funny. Yeah. You could, yeah. you know, so. I mean, there's, there's some comics who touch on some pretty, some pretty tough subjects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're at, where were we at that night, Sam? Um, was that Castro Valley when that guy got mad at you for doing his jokes? What? Oh, um, I don't even remember what. what I was, was doing that? my feminist jokes. I want to hear And he didn't. This. He what didn't like yeah, all my. He was like, he was like really like, and, and he, I walked outside at like right, right, right week before your set ended. Yeah. And this dude was like, I said, dude, it's comedy. Are you a comedian? I said, I'm a comedian. I said, but it's comedy. I said, yeah. she can say whatever she want to say. This ain't your spot. I said, bro, you need to go on. Because he was like, seriously upset. And I'm like, dude. Wow. She's a nanny. That's good. She deals with oh, kids. Oh, did I do? Was it, was it, nanny joke. Was yeah, it yeah. the having sex on top of a baby yes, is not yes, pedophilia? That one. That one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah having, That's a good one. <laughs> having sex on top of a baby is not pedophilia. Because, like, you're, you're getting banged from behind. And the baby's like, you know underneath you and so you're having a good time the baby's having a good time you're making eye contact with the baby the baby can only see like 15 inches in front of its face anyway and just because the baby's first words are uh, uh, doesn't make me a bad man <laughs> it makes me a bad man anyways it's that's the joke but it actually that actually happened because i was nannying and it was like a six-week-old baby and i did have the baby in front of my face and i was on my hands and knees and i was getting banged from behind <laughs> and i really did have I, I really happened. Holy that's why. Holy. That's why those jokes are funny. Is that's why having sex on top of a baby is not pedophilia. The baby was clothed. I was the one. That Mike and I are like backing out of this. Is that terrible? Is that a terrible thing? Has anybody not had sex in front of a child before? A six month, a six week old. Did I say six months? It must be six weeks. I've never nannied. You know. <laughs> sister at the time and yeah we were her mom left and she's like come over come over i'm like okay homework she's like yeah homework yeah homework nudge nudge wink wink so we go over there she's like i gotta watch my sister so i'm like okay so we get you know in high school you know we're just going and yeah her sister wakes up but i'm just like uh okay she's like don't stop don't stop she doesn't know what's going on when they're two they don't know (laughs) it's weird but all right so i feel you yeah yeah (laughs) sweet yeah 
Yeah, you can, uh, you can smoke pot in front of children until they turn about two, and then they start knowing what's going on. They, then all of a sudden, they're like, they know what's going on. Like, yeah, they know. They're smart. They, if they know McDonald's, they know what pot is. The moral of the story is. <laughs> the moral of the story is. Uh, I, I haven't nannied in years now, so it's, it's no. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go back to a day. <laughs> Don't go back to a day job. You'll be fine. Uh, all right. So thank you for being here, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow, uh, six o'clock. Open mic, seven o'clock. Outdoor show. Hopefully, it's not raining. Uh, if it is, and if it is, let it rain. Well, tomorrow. It's true. I have a I have a pop up tent, but um, I think I might go to Costco tomorrow and buy two more of them, so I could have three outside. So that. Really cool. If people did want to, oh, you can call the show laughing in the rain. Yeah, right. Well, laughing in the rain. That's so romantic, Mike. Ooh, of, see. Yeah, out. I see how you got your wife. I see how you got your wife. That's romantic and funny. Laughing in the rain. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, we'll see you guys uh, next time on Mutiny Radio. Dot FM and Dot SF. I've been Pam Benjamin. We've had Christina Pickles and Mike Bonds. All right, bye. Bye. Splashing around in all this nice hot water. Here I am down in the bathtub. I am splashing around in all this nice hot water. Of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, 
You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead passers? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie.
Radio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, re- 
transgression and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Michael Spiegelman, wow, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube, Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Hi. Nice to be here. Oh. San Francisco. San Francisco. Around the world. Uh, We are here at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Uh, Carl is at home in New Jersey as a tri-state comedian, and we do this show every week. We watch a full-length movie with you. And we've done this for over four years. We have about 200 episodes. If you want, if you have some time at home, check us out. Go to vcrcollective.org, hit podcast archives, and look for L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is also the name of our podcast. If you want to subscribe to our RSS feed on your podcast app. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube as well as L-W-A-F-L-M-Y-T on YouTube. Wait, wait, wait. That was the name of the show again? Uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Twitter. Perfect. Perfect. So what, and, and we're also on Twitch with the same initials, and uh, we are here. We do the show every Sunday, every Sunday at 2 p.m., and if we don't do it uh, on Muni Radio next week, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Everything we mentioned, including our blogspot page, will tell you where we are. So, hang tight. We're here, right? Uh, kind of. Okay. We're definitely doing it from radio next. Oh, I'm gonna cover it. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Carl. <laughs> no, right there. So you, I can come to you. Yeah, you can fly over. That'd be great. Let's see if I fly to you. Fly over. Return home the 23rd and the 3rd. And uh, by prices I lower. Yeah, how is the price going? It's yeah, oh, $250. But you know, the prices are uh, so $157. low. $157. Have you thought about <laughs> taking an Amtrak over here? 
Yeah, really. Or a Greyhound. Greyhound must be really cheap. No, but $160 for the Greyhound flight service. Well, you should take the bus over. But in the meanwhile, we are here uh, with you live, and we are going to watch a full length movie. Carl, what is the movie tonight? Today we are watching Swap Meet, 1979. Swap Meet. Swap. S W A P. Okay. All right. We'll tease, we'll tease the channel Sicko Network. It's Trick, like Trick, it's Elephant, Sicko. Uh huh. And then the Word Network, but not Word That was my old nickname because I used to go to prostitutes so many times. They used uh -huh. to call me Tricko, and I never said <laughs> Sicko Nothing's done newspaper then, on. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we are there. Uh, Paul Brumla is not in the studio. I think he's outside right now. So go we'll get him. Go get him. Yes, it's it's the it's all right. the uh, okay. All right, all right, Carl. Be right back. Thank you. Uh, right now, I'm going to go to Paul's message bar. Paul Brumla. Time for countdown. Time, fo, the fo, ten. Used to be a time when you arrived and you couldn't text at the same time you're on the phone. You couldn't browse on the phone. Those days are over. Hey, oh, uh, okay. So I got Paul Brumba here in right. the. The Brumba Studios here, me the agent in the wing here. Uh, Paul, good to have you here. Good to be here. I, I, I'm actually one of those people that can talk through a plastic bag and you can hear my voice. <laughs> yeah. You well, are you talking through a plastic bag right now? I am <coughs> naturally talking in my regular voice. <laughs> I am the talking Corona through bag. a plastic bag. Please, can you at least crack the seal on it so I can breathe a little bit funnier? Okay, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, dances, uh, to the beat of a different drum. Uh, Paul Brumba, that is. Brumba. Yes, good to good to hear your voice, Carl. Yeah, the countdown uh, king himself, the Thank maestro you. of the countdown. Can you please get a, a let's get ready to Brumba. Uh, I've seen the world go ooh, just like your own. Can you give it up for Paul Brumba? There you go. Woo! Yay! <laughs> All right, guys, you know the drill. Get that finger over that funny little triangle thing. I guess this is uh, right here. There we go. Let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. Looks like swap me. Yeah, just straight right ahead. Oh, look, there's the now, old 1970s Hollywood. Which that's Hollywood? right. That's Hollywood. <laughs> that's the old one, and it's a time in which nobody cared about it, like the government didn't care about it. Right, so and people were still Right, and they're going to sell it at the swap meet. Original Hollywood sign uh, panel. Yeah, I have one at home. How come? Yeah, I have a Hollywood. Oh, no. Now, this guy in the back is so fat, even I laughed at him. Oh, well, he's 70 fat. Oh, he's Ray Ray. Now, this is Anne. Is waking up at the swap meet. Carol, really? Whoa. 
Not Bud. This guy is from the blob. Yes, he's in the blob. Yes, he's in the blob. Yes, he's right. in the blob. Right. Danny Golden. Danny Golden playing Fizzy. Well, right now we're watching the trailer for the movie. Yeah, this is Annie, and she makes money by being the prostitute. Uh, Brad Pitt lives in the uh, drive-in as well, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just like uh, Annie. Oh, you mean the last movie by... Yeah, yeah. The one with the, the, the mansion not made. Right, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. So Brad Pitt, not Brad Pitt, it was the other guy. Uh, no.